It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Recapping perhaps the most exciting weekend in NFL playoff history. Rumor mills starting to warm up around Washington's quarterback situation and a mock draft that takes the mock part a little too far Right now on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington Football Team with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at Russellmania621 at DHarrison82 and at LockedWFTPod. Thank you again for making this show your first listen every day. First and foremost, Chris, we actually planned on getting to this on Monday. but We had so much fun talking about Aaron Rodgers and the new team name speculation that we just didn't get there. But perhaps the craziest, perhaps the most entertaining weekend of NFL playoff history, and, and and that might be hyperbole, but honestly, it might have been the best weekend of football we've seen in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody is saying, and the numbers would back it up. I think the average, um, I think four games, D- David, I saw a number were decided by, I think it was 15 points or whatever it was, um, and, you know, that's an average of like 3.6 points per you know, game. Of course, we know the first three games of the weekend were decided on a walk-off field goal, all won by the home team. And then the final game of the weekend, Sunday night, was an overtime walk-off touchdown after probably the craziest last two minutes of regulation in NFL playoff history. It was You know, if you're not a football fan, you're missing out, number one. If you'd rather watch reality TV shows, you're missing the greatest reality TV show. You don't need all that smut, all that sin, all that nonsense, all that back and forth crying and whining. You have the real thing in the NFL, and it pretty much plays out every weekend. And we saw it, 
not on the grandest stage of them all, because obviously that's the Super Bowl, David, but it played out big time uh, over the four games. I mean, if you watched all four, uh, as I know you did and I did, uh, and as many did, I mean, you can't walk away with anything other than, man, the NCAA tournament, uh, the NBA playoffs, even my beloved Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, certainly Uh, there's some craziness there, but nothing compared to what we saw this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, our listeners who have been listening to us for a while now, and uh, they know, you know, I also cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and obviously, and not, obviously, that game, you know, I left that game Sunday, you know, evening after it ended, thinking, man, that's going to be the craziest game of the playoffs. And then the Bills and Chiefs said, "Here, hold my beer." I mean, like, I can't remember the exact point. It was like twenty something points scored in like the last few minutes uh, of the game. I saw somebody mention that uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are game-tying field goal drive at the end of the game to force overtime where they eventually won the game took less time than the Dak Prescott scramble. Now, I didn't check, you know, or the quarterback sneak rather that cost the Cowboys their postseason. Now, I didn't check that data, so, you know, if that's wrong, then, you know, don't at me. But just the kinds of things that are coming out of this weekend and the, and the kinds of reactions that are coming out of this weekend are just kind of impaired or just kind of indicative of exactly what went down and how it went down. Chris, I got to say, I think my biggest surprise – really is is Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals going into national and unseating the AFC's top seed. Not that I thought the Tennessee Titans honestly were the number one team in the or the best team in the AFC. I really still thought uh, that that was either the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think they kind of showed that uh, on on Sunday night. But just the fact that Joe Burrow, first year in the playoffs, second year in the NFL, uh, Zach Taylor, first year in the playoffs as a head coach, Cincinnati Bengals and all that history, and all that stuff. Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans, you know, Derrick Henry, like they've been here. Julio Jones has been to the Super Bowl. Like this is, is it should be familiar territory for that team. And Mike Vrabel, one of the best coaches in the National Football League, uh, I think hands down, really kind of expect them to be able to come. I didn't think it was going to be an easy game necessarily. I thought it was going to be somewhat close, but for the fact that the Bengals came in and were able to leave with a victory and now will travel to Kansas City next weekend in the AFC Championship game to go from like 19 was in 1996, I think. Yeah. No playoff wins at all since then to make it to the AFC Championship game in this duo, Burrow and Taylor. Uh, they're in this duo's second year together. Like that speaks so highly about the potential that this Cincinnati Bengals team has moving forward. Well, a, a couple of things. You you know, now that the Bengals made a championship game, you know who now has tied for the longest streak of not making a championship game? I would say the Lions. The Lions are one of them. The team we cover, the Washington football uh, (laughs) team slash Redskins is the other. And it ironically happened against each other in the same year. So, um, you know, it's been 30 years. Uh, And and the Dallas Cowboys, 25 years, by the way. Uh, Just keep that in mind. Um, You know, I I kept thinking when watching that Bengals-Titans game, we all, you know, and ultimately if Buffalo would have been able to pull off the upset on Sunday night, Narrowhead, we would have had the ultimate fresh blood, if you will, in the AFC. Now we don't because of Kansas City. They've been there four years in a row in the championship game, I should say, and uh, going for three Super Bowls in a row. But uh, the bottom line is, is I, I got to be honest with you, David, I was not impressed overall with the, the Bengals on, on Saturday. Not that they owe it to me, uh, but you know the Jamar Chase 57-yard catch and run was because of a terrible missed tackle uh, by the Titans corner in space. Now, I know Jamar Chase is tough to tackle, 
but you got to make that tackle. It's all there is to yeah. it, where you've yeah. got to funnel them to the sideline. It wasn't, you know, any kind of special throw by Joe Burrow. He was sacked nine times. Uh, you put Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offensive line against that Kansas City front with all the weapons that they have, Chris Jones and Frank Clark and uh, and 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 uh, and um, uh, um, the pass rusher Melvin Ingram uh, that they got from um, uh, Pittsburgh in the. I mean, I, I think that's going to be a mess. But anyway, that being said, I think the biggest thing we take away, right? Am I wrong? Is Joe Burrow and the Bengals proved no. two years how quickly you can really turn it around in the NFL. Now, again, that's hard to find. Right. And they went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Remember, he tore his ACL in a game against the Washington football team at FedEx Field last mid-November. And here he is in the AFC championship game. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, it's copycat league, right? And all off season long, you know, whenever I did an interview on a radio show or on another person's podcast, it was all about how does my team or this team, quote unquote, copy what the Buccaneers did? Well, the greatest quarterback of all time is not available in free agency pretty much ever. So it's really hard to kind of copy what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to do in 2020 getting to the playoffs. But when NFL teams look at Cincinnati Bengals, well, that's something you can copy. You can draft a quarterback every single year, right? So that's something you can copy. And again, this is why quarterbacks get overdrafted. I'm not going to get on that horse right now. But it, it should show a little bit of confidence to, to a lot of people out there, especially if you have confidence in your coaching staff. And I know that for the Washington fan base, like there's some confidence in the coaching staff in certain areas, less less confidence in other areas of the coaching staff. But if the, if the coaching staff is on the same page, if the general manager is on the same page and the scouts are scouting, you know, accurately and all that stuff, then you have the ability to put a competitive team together in a very short period of time, which again, kind of explains why coaches have a little bit less leash, I think, than most people would like them to have or, or that they used to have. And also why, like, and, and that lack of leash per se is another reason why we said, you know, mentioning yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, why this could be the off season. While last off season was kind of the off season of patience and build, you know, slowly and don't go all in too early. This could be the offseason we see Washington, you know, not go full on Los Angeles Rams, but do a little bit of what the Rams did and mortgaging a little bit of the future to get over the hump right now. Um, so and I agree with that, you know, a lot of that. I mean, it's it, you know, it's it, people say, well, well, it can be done. Yes, it can be done. It, it's got to be the right year. I think about this. This isn't the right year, unfortunately, for the Washington football team to desperately need a quarterback, and they're not in the right draft position. Think about how close they were two years ago to getting Joe Burrow, not only at the number two overall pick, David, but if the Miami Dolphins in week six do not go for an ill-fated two-point conversion to try and win the game on the final play of the game and drop a pass, and Washington wins their first game of the year right after Jay Gruden was fired, Mm -hmm. Washington has the number one overall pick yeah. in Joe Burrow. <laughs> that's I mean, it's how, just, how little, it, yeah. that's how much it can impact everything. Ex- exactly. And and just real quickly, we talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers, obviously, on the Monday episode. Uh, people should go uh, check that out. So we'll bypass that. Obviously, the 49ers and the Rams uh, going into the conference championship. I love both of those coaches and a lot of those co- you know guys on the coaching staff. I got a chance to cover and work with them uh, back in the earlier part uh, of, of last decade, which sounds like forever ago again. I, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I mean, I, both 
teams I I, I kind of like. I, I guess I maybe like the 49ers a little bit more. They play my style of football. Yep. But, you know, I, I would say I'm, I'm just – I'm crushed for Josh Allen. I yep. really am. I'm crushed for Josh Allen. I love that guy. I love how much he's improved. He's got a howitzer of an arm. He played mm-hmm. his guts out on Sunday night and just – I mean, it's not a loss for him, right? He didn't lose the game, but ultimately it counts as a playoff loss for him and not a playoff win. It's not fair. Right. No, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I think the only team, I'm not rooting against any team specifically, but I think the only team I have any trepidation about would be the Kansas City Chiefs. And really, it's not even fair to them. It's just I don't like this narrative of how the NFL tried to push them as a dynasty before they'd even won a second championship let alone three or four or however many more you need to really be a legitimate dynasty. Uh, so that's really not their fault. You know, it just kind of is what it is. But yeah, heartbroken for Josh Allen. Uh, I think the Bengals, I agree with your take that, you know, while they won, the way they won necessarily not all that impressive. And I really think it kind of shows just how top heavy the AFC really is. And, and I think we'll see that next weekend, unfortunately, in the AFC championship game. Uh, and then on the NFC side, I, I'm a huge fan of Matt Stafford. You know, would have loved for him to come to, to Washington and for us to get to cover him all season. Uh, so I, I wouldn't have any issue seeing him win a ring. And then John Lynch, you know what I mean? One of the best safeties ever play the game and and someone that obviously I've, I've paid attention to over the years. I wouldn't mind seeing him win a ring with San Francisco either. Uh, whoever our listeners want to win, if they're confident who they think is going to win, perhaps you can make some money while watching your favorite team or your team of choice left in the playoffs uh, win a championship this year. And if you do so, hopefully you do it over at bet online because it is a new year and a lot of teams are already looking for their next season. But as the teams continue to march through the playoffs into the Super Bowl, bet online is going to remain your number one spot for your sports wagering action in 2022. A new updated desktop and mobile website for you to go over to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code locked on when you get started. Whether it's football action, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of everything going on at betonline.ag in 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. We have a big announcement. No, not the name of the team or the uniforms, but the Peacock and Williamson NFL show podcast is going to Super Week in Los Angeles. They're heading on the road. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. Along with David Harrison at dharrison82, covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. You can yell at me there, or if you want to say something nice, that's fine too, and very much uh, acceptable. Uh, or you can uh, certainly follow the podcast at Locked WFT Pod at Locked WFT Pod. Right now, you can get the uh, direct links to Monday's Aaron Rodgers based 
to Washington episode that uh, David and I put out, or of course, early on Monday morning. So you can listen uh, to that right off of the Locked On uh, of Locked WFT Pod Twitter feed, I should say. All right, David, we have a little bit of an update. I'm quite honestly not sure what to make of this all, but if you remember last week, I think it was early last week. I mentioned there was a report from a reporter named Jordan Schultz, who uh, had a national profile and was at Yahoo and was doing really, really good work there and got a promotion or got got a a job with ESPN, right? The worldwide leader. So, I mean, obviously ESPN thought, oh, this is somebody we want to invest in. Uh, Well, something went wrong. I think I know what it is, but I I don't want to necessarily get into someone's uh, dirty laundry, if you will. Um, and ultimately, he's not at ESPN anymore. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because about a week and a half to two weeks ago, he brought up a report and titled it on his Twitter feed, Developing Story, Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores, the now former Dolphins head coach, have been in constant communication trying to navigate a scenario where they go to the same team, per sources. Watson, quote unquote, trusts and likes Flores, has been adamant internally that he'd like to play for him next season. We've heard this before, right? He said, you know, don't forget about the connection potentially to Brian Flores and the Giants. He's from Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. Well, today, meaning Monday, as we record this, David, there's an update to the story. Guess what? Brian Flores and and Deshaun Watson from the same reporter apparently have no direct contact and don't even have each other's phone numbers. So what does that tell you? Is Deshaun Watson now free again? Is he Hmm. not joined at the hip with Brian Flores? Uh, Where did this come from? I have no idea. And does this renew the interest for the Washington football team if they had lost any to begin with? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're the Washington football team, you're really not in a position where you can kind of pick and choose who you are and who you aren't interested in. And, you know, I've seen a lot of fans when when the concept of Deshaun Watson comes up, talk about how this team of all teams can't handle another negative PR story. And really, at the end of the day, if you're if you're operating a business, you know, PR is important to a certain aspect, but you can't out you can't overly weigh PR when the the weight that you're talking about is somewhat illogical. What I'm talking about is our tendency in today's society, largely via social media, uh, that a person is proven guilty until innocent or is guilty until proven innocent, not innocent. until proven guilty. And it, it, you know, it happens the most with athletes and celebrities and, and all that stuff, but the accusations are, are not good. And if they're true, obviously then, then it doesn't even warrant talking about it. But until Deshaun Watson is proven guilty, you have to move forward with an assumption uh, you know, of innocence that every single person is entitled to. Now, that being said, if you're the Washington football team, if you're going to make a move like that, just like what the Miami Dolphins were reportedly trying to do with Houston, and Houston's got to wrap their head around the fact they have zero leverage in this situation because the player doesn't want to be there and the player has a potential suspension hanging over him, which completely devalues the product that you're trying to ship somewhere else for uh, some sort of draft capital. And if you're Washington, there's got to be protections in place or Houston has to wait until this thing works itself out and they know that Deshaun isn't, one, going to jail, or t- and two, not getting suspended. And if Houston sticks by their mantra of they want to get this done before the new league year, uh, they've got about a month and a little bit of change, Chris, to make to make this move. And I don't know. I mean, 
crazier things have happened, but I don't see the Deshaun Watson situation being worked out in, in that amount of time from a legal finality standpoint, which means anybody they try to trade with is going to want protections on snaps played, games played, all that stuff. You're talking about conditional draft picks, and they're not going to be high. Can, like You're not getting, I don't think you're getting like a second-round draft pick from someone carte blanche. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a, the season in, in March or in May after making this trade. You're not getting Washington second-round draft pick for nothing. So it's, it's a sticky situation, but from a talent standpoint, Deshaun Watson makes Washington a competitor now and for the next decade. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. And listen, uh, there are a ton of obviously issues that you just kind of addressed both, you know, legally, criminally. Uh, my understanding is that's still going on, uh, still could be uh, in place. The NFL could suspend again, all of that stuff, the compensation by a trade you have to pay, the compensation dollar wise that you have to pay, all of that fit in the system, uh, coordination, uh, just everything, right? People are going to get intoxicated by how good this guy is. But here's the one thing that Watt, Deshaun Watson should be very careful about. He reportedly, John Kime had this a couple of weeks ago, does not necessarily have any interest in coming to Washington. Okay. Guess what? The Houston Texans are under absolutely no obligation to allow you, allow you to play NFL football again. They are under no obligation at all. So you better get off your high horse, Deshaun Watson, is what I would say. You better get off your damn high horse and go to the team that wants you the most. And if it's the Washington football team, you know, David, we'll deal with that on our end. I'm mixed on that. Yeah. Um, but if it's the Washington football team, then shut up and head to D.C. is yeah. what I would say to Deshaun. But another prohibitive thing, Deshaun Watson is $40 million against the cap next year. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not only the trade compensation, but it's also the financial compensation. Now, you would take that, right, if it's Deshaun Watson. And if but you're what getting you Deshaun to, Watson. What like you what? have to trade for him, number one, is in addition to that. And then on top of that, what happens if he's suspended for two, yeah. four, six, yeah. eight, ten games? Now, I, you know, if he's suspended by the league, I don't think you – I think you you don't have to pay them but i think right. it still counts against the cap yeah, you know <laughs> which which is even worse because nobody cares about the money dan snyder would have to pay to sean but everybody does care about the cap money right. you know you could be looking at potentially 15 million dollars worth of cap money yeah. just lost basically taylor heineke's your starting quarterback for 41 yeah. million dollars Exactly. Exactly. So we will obviously, you know, follow this story. It's going to have a lot of twists. It's going to have a lot of turns. We don't know where Brian Flores is going to land up or end up. I should say, we don't even know if he's definitively going to have a job. And we don't know again, if there actually is this marriage between Deshaun and Flores, because some water was thrown uh, on that by the reporter that ignited it. So we'll just keep uh, an eye out for that. Hey, Washington football team fans. I'm Chris Russell, along with David Harrison. We have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside, our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. And you know, man, the price of gas is still absurd. So you can save, again, 25 cents for every gallon of gas by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And guess what, guys? You're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first Philip, that's right, up to 50 cents 
per gallon cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Why would you, right? Again, especially with gas prices in the mid threes in most places, get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And again, you're going to get up to 50 cents cents per gallon cash back is what he wanted to say. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Download the free GetUpside app, just like David and I haven't used the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to save up to 50 cents per gallon. Cash back on your first fill-up promo code TOUCHDOWN. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Final segment here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at WrestleMania621, the show at Locked WFT Pod. Like we promised in the opening of the show, we've got a mock draft to go over here on this episode. And Chris, it is a mock draft in every sense of the word. It is. Uh, you can mock it until you turn blue in the face or maybe red in the face. It is um, WalterFootball.com. I use the site, David. Uh, I think it's a valuable tool and site for a lot of our listeners, so I would highly suggest it. But I would take very much everything uh, with a grain of salt, right? And this particular quote-unquote mock draft was dubbed an overreaction mock draft. And basically the genesis of it was, you know, basically to throw pasta to the wall and see if it sticks. You know, crazy things happen, things we weren't expecting. Philadelphia and Dallas in the first round last year making a trade, moving back, landing Micah Parsons in Dallas and Philadelphia getting the Heisman Trophy winner and so on and so forth. So this came up and I said, we got to discuss this. Here's what WalterFootball.com did. They had Kenny Pickett the quarterback out of pit going number one, David. You want to know to what team? I don't think I do. Uh, well, it's <laughs> as they dub it. And again, this is why you should take everything with a grain of salt. The Washington Redskins. That's right. They still call them the Washington Redskins, even though they've been the football team now for two years. You want to know how you might be saying, hmm, how did Washington get from 11 to one? Well, Three first-round picks is what WalterFootball.com's overreaction mock draft says that they would have to give the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, who obviously don't need a quarterback, to get from 11 to 1. David, of course this is absurd. Is there any percentage chance in your mind that Washington would even consider this? No. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I don't mind them, you know, necessarily trading a bunch of first round draft picks to get a quarterback if it's the right guy. But Kenny Pickett can't. I mean, uh, if if someone inside the Washington Brain Trust looks at Kenny Pickett and said that is a surefire franchise leading quarterback for the next fifteen to twenty years, I I I would really love to speak to that person because there are 
there are aspects of football and I don't know everything about football. I don't claim to be the smartest guy, even on this show about, about evaluating talent on the football field, but Kenny Pickett clear, 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 clear in a way you're talking Andrew Luck. You're talking Peyton Manning. You're talking Joe Burrow. I mean, he does not represent those, those characteristics and traits in a quarterback prospect. This would be the epitome of, we don't need to find our quarterback. We just need to find a quarterback. Well, Yes. Uh, and, and you can't approach it that way. If you're going to surrender premium assets, whether it be for a veteran quarterback or a rookie, you can't just have it be, like you said, a middle of the road, slight, maybe upgrade from Taylor Heineke. It needs to be a difference maker. And I, I don't know if Kenny Pickett is enough of a difference maker. Do I ultimately think he would be better than Taylor Heineke? Sure. Do I ultimately think that he's, you know, that big of an upgrade? No. Uh, so that's what, and, and I think Washington realizes that and that's why uh, we're in this situation, but it, it brings up the, it brings up the point real quickly mm-hmm. is just this, David. Uh, if Washington does not get a veteran quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, whoever name yeah. your veteran. If they do not get that and say they go the free agent route and sign a Marcus Mariota or, uh, a Mitchell Trubisky or somebody like that, right? As a bridge veteran, fill in the gap, experienced guy, along with Taylor Heineke, who we know, and drafting a guy, presumably in the first, maybe the second round, I guess, to develop and maybe play. The question becomes is, do they have to make a move up from 11 to 8, 9, 7, 5, wherever, to get the quarterback that they identify as the guy they most want to work with. And that's going to upset me quite honestly, because if you're going to trade assets, say like the Chicago bears did for Justin Fields last year, mm-hmm. say like the San Francisco 49ers did last year for Trey Lance. And, and the, the jury is still out open on both, but I mean, the early returns are not good on both. Right. And, and, and I, I can't have that if I'm the Washington football team cannot no, have if- that. If, if you're going to trade up for any player in the first round, you're, you're trading up for a starter. You're not trading up for a development. You're not trading up for three years from now. You're trading up for a starter. And if you don't trade up for a starter, you're already like the, the possibility of a guy that you trade up in the first round to go get making an equivalent return on the draft capital you spent goes down. Like they say, the value of a car goes down when you leave the parking lot, the value of that pick and the value of that trade goes down. The second that player is not a starter for you on day one. That's just, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it. Um, But if Washington sticks at 11, I mean, the latest locked on NFL draft mock draft, Chris uh, has Washington Kyle Hamilton at pick number 11, the safety out of Notre Dame. I think that's a good value pick. I think he's he's the best safety in the class. He's the number one safety off the board. He gives you an immediate starter. Obviously Uh, I think, you know, you, you run him next to cam curl and you, you kind of cement Landon Collins in that permanent safety high linebacker hybrid role. And I think he gives you another weapon in the secondary and on the defense that you can definitely use and looking at the players uh, that are available. I think that he gives you the best increase on your current roster. So it's a good investment of a draft pick uh, for the Washington football team. If they follow that, that blueprint, my favorite is obviously Ahmad Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincy, but you have fuller, you have Jackson, you have Benjamin St. Juice from last year. If he's healthy, I don't think you, you spend a first round draft pick on a corner. I don't know if you spend a first round pick on a corner, but Kyle Hamilton, even though the book on him was shirt fire top five before the injury, it would worry me with how much time he missed for Notre Dame. Uh, again, 
some people can get past that and take that risk. It, it worries me a little bit, quite honestly, you know, I just being honest. So yeah, no, and, that, and that's hundred percent fair, especially yeah. with, I mean, you look at this team and it's history with injuries, you yeah. know, I mean, do you really want to draft a guy with an injury history? I right. mean, that's, that's another, that's another aspect of this as well. And, and honestly, when you're looking from a, from a management standpoint, I mean, you know, what's the reason Washington is, is perhaps so willing uh, to go all in kind of and mortgage some of the future this year more than they were last year. Well, right. potentially because they may not be here to, to worry about exactly. what they spend from the future. So exactly. when you look at Kyle Hamilton, again, if he, if he comes in and gets injured his rookie season, you may not be around to see if he bounces back his sophomore or junior season. So again, that, that, that plays into it. Definitely. Yeah. Good point. Now, listen, if Bobby McCain does not come back via free agency, the need at free safety is even more important. So, you know, we'll keep all of that uh, in mind, but we'll continue to reevaluate our approach as the team makes moves and doesn't make moves. uh, Quite honestly, we want to thank you guys again for making the locked on Washington football team podcast. Your first listen of the day. Come on back on the next episode. I'll be solo. Uh, David will return with a solo episode uh, later on this week, and then we'll be back together again before the week rounds out. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis from Lee Sterling. If you want to be on the show, hit the voicemail line, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. You got a question, you got an opinion, hit us, 301-615-3577 or lockwftpod at gmail.com. For David Harrison, covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell co-host of the Russell Event Her Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Thanks for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms right here on the Locked On Boston Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.